Welcome, cadets and captains, to a brand new edition of Empire's Podcast. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. You can't talk about that guy anymore. Oh, that's right. He's a bad guy now. <laughs> yeah, he was always a good guy before. <laughs> <laughs> but he was in that closet the whole time. Yeah, it's true. Boy, he was sure pissing on some ladies. Anyway. Yeah, that dude loved that. I'm Jeff. <laughs> I'm Josh. And uh, we are back with another episode of M-Class Podcast. We are hip deep, or balls deep, depending on which direction you're thrusting, into a brand new collection of episodes. Uh, Sully's... uh, Boners and so... What is it? I'm so professional. I didn't even open this up first. It's Sully's Prime Directive Defective Collection. That's it. That's it. And uh, we're three episodes into this bad boy. Today we're going to be talking about Voyager Season 7, Episode 20, Friendship 1. Man, just looking at the like episode number, I was like, this is not going to be good. Yeah, I was a little worried about it. <laughs> yeah. Because we're coming to the end here, right? This yeah. Is... I'd say Voyager has the th- the third best last season. Oh, I I, I want to hear your rankings. Because uh, Enterprise has the best last season. True. And then Deep Space Nine. Yes. And then Voyager. I would agree with that. And that's TNG's that's, yeah. last season is garbage, and TOS's last season gets worse and worse as it goes along. <laughs> yeah, uh, TNG, they, like, phoned it in so hard that a phone appeared in Data's chest. <laughs> And then they ate a cellular peptide cake to celebrate wrapping. Uh, God, that's why I keep you on this show, Josh. I mean, that's why you're on the show. <laughs> Did I do good, sir? Good job. More fish heads for the boy. Oh, boy, I get protein. <laughs> uh, this episode was directed by uh, Mike Vehar, who mm-hmm. uh, directed other cult series such as Babylon 5, The Dead Zone, and the cultiest of cult series, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Oh, man. Have you ever seen Babylon 5? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good, right? It's a good show. I've never like watched it consecutively. I don't think I've ever watched more than two or three episodes in a row at a time. It gets it gets like really good at a point, and then it gets like not good. It's like starts out really boring, but then it gets super good, and then it trails off. Like, oh, it's like TNG. It's kind of like the, it's kind of like Dragon Ball, where Dragon Ball Z, where you're like, oh, this is like the Cell Saga is like great, right? But I, I always that, think like, the the height of Dragon Ball Z, like the absolute like climax of the whole show, comes like right at the center where Goku fights Frieza. Yeah, free, I mean that's that was supposed to end there, right? Yeah, that was I mean it was it. supposed to end way earlier than that, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like when Goku fights Frieza, I think is like the climax of that series, and then there's still like two more sagas. It's better than the the saga where Goku fights a freezer. It's like one episode. <laughs> he does like fight. Fr- he does fight cooler in a movie. Uh, I have Frieza's the, uh, brother. Uh, yeah, I have the Broly one, and it's got some forty one in the soundtrack. It's so fucking two thousand. Oh dude. yeah, it fucking it's a a little time capsule of its yeah. era. It's before like <laughs> WMVs. You know, who, uh, there's some forty one in the Digimon movie as well. That's amazing. <laughs> some forty one was like, I got this great idea: anime soundtracks. Canada's greatest punk band, Some Forty One. Um, as we've mentioned before on the show, 
uh, Mike Vehar was nicknamed Vehar and Vehar uh, for his <laughs> fucking technique. <laughs> I assume. Yeah, that sounds about right. But um, he did at uh, a certain point. Uh, oh no, this is a different guy. Anyway, Ronald D. Moore did say his one of his favorite directors that he ever worked with was Mike Vehar. That's high praise. Did you ever watch Battlestar Galactica? Uh, yeah, I watched the it's, I watched the first ten or fifteen episodes of it. It's so good. Um, <laughs> I I make jokes all the time about not watching it, but I have been watching it a little bit at a time as oh, time yeah. goes on. It's good. It's really, really depressing, and I'm depressed oh, oh, enough. Oh, 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 sir, 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 <laughs> please, please, please. You get back to me at like season three. <laughs> Well, it's guess uh, what? It doesn't get better. Josh did throw a tantrum on Story Lords and made me watch. Uh, what the fuck? Predestination. Predestination. It was all right. Oh uh, my god, it's good. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Did you see it coming? The twist. Yeah. Did you see the the second twist? Because yeah. there's like two twists. Yeah. You saw it? There's literally, I mean, I'm not going to get into specifics because I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a scene where they're revealing, they're doing the reveal, and I was like, didn't we already know this? Like, yeah. why Why is it doing a big reveal? I love when he's singing, I'm my own grandma. <laughs> it's cool. He gets the joke. Yep. Um, <laughs> this episode was written by Michael Taylor and Brian Fuller. Uh, Michael Taylor has writing credits for Deep Space Nine and Voyager, which include The Visitor and In the Pale Moonlight for Deep Space Nine. That's a good one. And uh, he joined the writing staff of Ronald D. Moore's Battlestar Galactica during its third season. Uh-oh. And uh, he was also one of he was one of Ron Moore's favorite writers, so I brought him over to that's, Battlestar Galactica. Again, good pra- That's high praise. Uh, Brian Fuller is been uh like he worked on star trek as a writer uh, like deep space nine and voyager but he uh also created a bunch of television series i don't know how you become a television series creator yeah that's his I don't job know either yeah i guess like i mean that's kind of like what like jj abrams was right yeah. like he just like was like uh alias <laughs> and they were like yeah all right like he uh brian fuller created dead like me Wonderfalls, pushing daisies oh wow uh he was the showrunner for hannibal uh american Ooh. gods and he did a bunch of work on steven spielberg's amazing stories there's some really good shows in there uh-huh i've heard nothing nothing but good things about uh, American Gods. Yeah, I have as well. I've not watched it. I've not seen it either. But. Um, and on the exact opposite side of the coin, he co-created Star Trek Discovery. Oh boy, fun. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a good one. Maybe it became better. I don't know. I didn't. Did. I didn't watch it past. Season I watched three. it. It's uh, hooey. oh boy, oh, dude. Dude, like the cast starts bailing. Like they're like, oh. yeah. Like, I've heard like, about literally, that. they're like, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I've heard that the cast is almost. There's like a few yeah. people from the first season, and that's it. Yeah, Tilly was like, yeah. I mean, I was in Longmire, and even that made more sense than this. <laughs> Look, Longmire is a masterpiece of our time. <laughs> I got to do a rewatch of Longmire. If you hate that we don't care for Discovery, just keep in mind that we both like Longmire, and that'll yeah, make you feel opinion, better. 
we just literally fucking hamstrung our own opinion. Just yeah, there. exactly. If you, that'll like, make you feel way better. Just think about that, that meme. We gotta speak in memes now, right? It's that meme with that lady. And okay. she's like, Discovery? Ugh. Longmire? Mm. <laughs> oh, the lady who was trying the drink. That's how you do a meme of an audio. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow. How old is Josh? Type it in on your computing machine. Type in your guess for how old Josh is on your computing machine now. (laughs) The uh, Friendship One starts out with a uh, seemingly like 21st century, like I guess 20th century at the time, but like our idea of what a 21st century probe was going to look like. Yeah, it's a lot like the actual. like discovery pro not the discovery the, the what the fuck is it what's the strange name strange new worlds no 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 <laughs> the actual probe we sent out that's still going out oh, there friendship one viking is it viking or whatever i don't know the one with the golden record on it that's a bad has... name for a ship by the way if that's what it is <laughs> they're going to people are going to be like what does that mean uh, no probe but... Look it up. The ship, the thing flies by, and we see that it says Friendship One on the hull, and then we get like Voyager a... Voyager One. How could we forget Voyager. the Voyager show we're doing? <laughs> well, that's Jesus. why they're doing this episode. Fucking Christ! Yeah, um, that's probably true. There's there's a a major uh, plot problem with this episode uh, that I don't yeah. think ruins the episode at all, but it it makes me laugh every time I think about it is how unbelievably fucking stupid human beings must have been at the time to be like, let's send out fucking antimatter recipes into space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I guess, like, just the idea of just, like, even sending out a ship that runs on antimatter, like... But I, we would, that's totally something we would do. We well, would totally we would do send that. the ship out like that, but, like, it would be like if we sent Voyager 1 out with step-by-step instructions on how to create the atom bomb. Yeah, we did send out, like, our genetic code, though, so (laughs) maybe this is, like, actually We send out jizz? Yeah, well, uh, they I jizzed in it, and they didn't know that. Oh, okay, okay. They sent it, so... I'm actually in it right now, so I'll search around and see if I can find it. You're in it? You're, like, you're deep into it right now? You're, like, in it? No, I'm inside of the ship. Oh, I thought you meant just, like, your penis was... So we cut to like a control room with two aliens in it, and you can tell they're aliens because they have forehead wrinkles. I love when the aliens, when they're uh, not like space worthy yet, they're just in like an office, <laughs> like NASA guys just sitting in an office. Uh, a lot of Vivaldi in this episode for fucking classic heads out there. Is that the yeah? The Four Seasons is that song. Oh, Four Seasons. Uh, Total landscaping? I know that place. It's a historic <laughs> landmark. Yeah, that was a beautiful hotel, I believe. Yeah, it was a uh, super good hotel. But uh, they hear Vivaldi, and they're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. They're like, oh, it's, a, it's a, something is entering our atmosphere that's sending this out. Uh, they don't know what music is, but they have technology to track probes. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess, like, maybe they didn't know, like... Vivaldi, but like, well, of course they don't know Vivaldi. Yeah, but like, wouldn't they? Here's They'd the be, thing, right? Well, when they said, "What is this?" the other person just said, "Music," I think, or something. But it, yeah, it like, makes it, it sounds like, like they don't know music. what music is. Yeah, 
Like, you wouldn't know what that instrument was. It would sound weird to you, because, like, I don't know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> unless every uh, unless every warp uh faring uh, civilization makes like a trumpet, right? True. Well, that's how basic. TOS thought of things. Like the only way you could possibly become a spacefaring race is if you had the exact same history right. as human you beings. had the constitution. Yeah. <laughs> the real constitution <laughs> from the Library of Congress. Um Captain Janeway is talking to an admiral. Apparently an admiral who had her in class when she was at the um, academy. Yeah, they're close enough now. They figured out how to do the little wormhole, like the micro wormhole thing, Yeah, right? like the data transfer. Yeah. And uh, he's complimenting her on uh, having more first contacts than even the original Enterprise under Captain Kirk. Yeah, like, kind of an inflated stat. There should be an asterisk next to that. <laughs> That's what she says. She's like, well, it helps when you're the only Starfleet yeah. vessel within 70 years or something. Yeah, like, of course, right? Like, and he's yeah. like, ah, oh, you're being too modest. And she's like, I'm literally just saying the truth. All I ever wanted was to come home. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, this isn't fun for me anymore. Please <laughs> send grandma to pick me up. This actually fucking sucks. But he's like, I've got a mission for you. And if I was J-Way, I would have been like, what in the fuck could you possibly have me do? I'd have been like, pass. Pass. <laughs> I'm trying to get home, dog. Yeah. But he's like, we sent to stop the-, the world's biggest fucking meatball or whatever the fuck. <laughs> the Langoliers. <laughs> but uh, she's like, um, what do you need me to do? I'll do whatever you say, Admiral Dad. And he's like, head out and find the Friendship One probe, which we think is in the Delta Quadrant. And if I was her, I would have been like, think? Yeah, it's a, that's like a really, like, big, like, space. <laughs> like, the Friendship One was sent out at some point. Uh, I think they're, they're 20, somewhat... 2167. It was four years after Warp. 2067. 2067. You were correct. You are correct, sir. You are correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, that's a reference nobody's going to get. Scent of a woman. <laughs> but uh, the uh, the friendship one was sent out in 2067, and it was just chock full of horrific human secrets and weapons. Yeah, here's how you make anthrax. Here's how you make antimatter bombs. Here's, here's how what, you make Here's what sexual assault is. <laughs> Like, we were sending out our number one hits of shit we shouldn't be telling people out in space. Here's the full R. Kelly album. Oh, God. It's detailed instructions. <laughs> but um, uh, it was sent out to uh, make friends with space because we were so naive. Yeah, we were horny to explore, right? Which, yeah. like, it makes sense that we... I mean, we totally would do this shit, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh... I mean, I, I still accept the antimatter thing. I, I don't get sending out how to make extremely dangerous weapons grade energy. It why just, didn't they why didn't they just like know how to make it from the probe? Like you know what I mean? Like why didn't they just like look at the probe and say well, it's really hard to sort of blame that on I mean it's it's kinda thin to blame it on humans anyway, but yeah, you, you yeah. couldn't you definitely couldn't at all blame them if like we tore your probe apart and found the energy source. We make antimatter source. now. Like, we know about it now. Like, I don't... 
Who sent us a friendship one? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, oh, I forgot you believe that. Um, the <laughs> I'll be proven right someday. Uh, probably, actually, with how things are going. They'll be like, well, we declassified it. It's real. Uh, whenever, also, I killed Kennedy. Oops. Whenever Trump gets reelected, they'll be like, oh, oh we, fa- we found alien technology is real. Don't say that. God, I hope not, man. <laughs> I'll I kill myself. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> Ensign Kim is like, look, let's move on to grid 310 because I'm fucking tired of these 200s. Fuck them. Yeah, he's like, I stayed up all night having the computer do my homework yeah, for me. Yeah, I stayed up all night being a fucking dweeb, and I figured yeah. it would be in the 300s instead. I, I was like, computer, compensate for uh, gravitational forces. And it went beep boop, and it did it. And then I acted like I did that work. Yeah, and I stayed up all night afterwards playing yeah. video games. Yeah, I was playing Call of Shooty with the Alpha Quadrant. Those fucking, you know how they are. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing Call of Shooty with fucking XX Sephiroth 369 XX. Zephram Sephiroth 420. <laughs> But uh, they find some titanium in the northern subcontinent of a planet in that grid, just two light years away. And what planet, is a subcontinent? Uh, India. Like, India is a subcontinent. Okay. It's like, got, <laughs> it's like big, but it's connected to a bigger continent. A large, it has distinguishable part of a continent, such as North America or Southern Africa. Or India, I guess. Yeah, India. <laughs> but, uh... You know, the place Christopher Columbus discovered. <laughs> Good job, you fucking moron. Shouldn't have followed that Friendship One map, you dingleberry. They're like, well, there's a large am- amount of antimatter radiation down on the planet. And Janeway's like, send it away, team! I like how, like, one of the things I, I-, I thought of was like, is that not, like abnormal yeah <laughs> like, shouldn't you be worried about that <laughs> that seems like a not great thing like i don't know <laughs> yeah is that is that like a naturally occurring phenomenon anywhere else i would think not right like, yeah exactly yeah antimatter is literally the antithesis of matter it shouldn't just be on a planet it somewhere. doesn't just pop up yeah like yeah but she's like whatever uh, I mean, maybe the science official on set was like the Native American official on set, and that's yeah, why they, they didn't know like, that. Yeah, there's antimatter. <laughs> no, like, no. Nah, it's on planets. It's fine. It's fine. You're fine. <laughs> the Native American specialist is like, did I tell you about spirit animals? <laughs> but uh, she assigns... He's like, I'm an expert. Spirit animals. <laughs> Just believe Peace me. pipes. My Peace. real name is John Thomas. But uh, Chakotay, Tom Paris, Harry Kim, Neelix, and some fucker named Joe Carey, who you know is going to get it, head yeah, down Joe to the Carey. planet. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Well, they get their inoculations in sickbay, which are apparently like anti-radiation, anti-antimatter radiation inoculations. Yeah, which we, we also have stuff like this. Now. It's matter inoculations. <laughs> Uh, and Bolana Torres shows up six months pregnant. She's like, let me go down to the antimatter radiation yeah. planet. I want a fucking mutant a- baby. I'm going to spread my legs and just sun myself up <laughs> in this radiation. Because apparently in this episode, Bolana Torres is fucking moron. But 
it's a good thing big, strong, smart Tom Paris is like, look, dumb woman, you're yeah. pregnant, and that would be bad for baby. Yeah. Even me, who, like, spent so much time raking leaves, knows <laughs> what a woman I had to needs. rake leaves for so long. So many leaves. <laughs> you don't know, that's the leaf planet. They send us there on purpose. You can't rake them all. <laughs> it's autumn all year. <laughs> uh, but... Torres is like, uh, next time you're going to carry the baby. And Paris is like, fine, I agree with that. But he doesn't realize that you can do that now. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like a actual real, not only that, but uh, the movie Junior, it's that's thing. <laughs> but you yeah, know people, about that, too, because but he's there's obsessed of that, that time period. Yeah, there's that person who did that, right? They, oh, yeah. They yeah. had a baby. They, it's like a real thing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But, um, yeah, Taurus seems like a moron in this episode. Uh, not great. But anyway. They At least she doesn't have to get fucked up by radiation. That's true. Um, they take the Delta flower, Delta flower down. Mm-hmm. I can't speak on my own podcast. Puck. <laughs> they take the Delta flyer down to the planet, and the atmosphere sort of jumbles them about. And Neelix says some shit I wasn't paying attention to. And when they get through the clouds... Yeah. They see a bunch of, like, destroyed cityscape. Yeah, which should have been, like, the first bad sign here. Yeah, like, they're real sort of, like, fucking uh, throwing caution to the wind, gung-ho in this episode. Let's just go down. Like, I mean, you see, like, wouldn't that, like, I'd be like, okay, like, what the fuck happened here? Like, what? What's what's going on here? Like... I feel like There's in a anti- lot of Star Trek, they should send a probe down to a planet before they go yeah. down. That should be like the num- the first thing that they do is send a probe down. Well, like, I, that doesn't I, make I for hate... good TV. Yeah, they should send like a like a the dots. Remember the dots in Discovery? Send one of those oh, dots yeah. down. That they should still have that technology, right? They should, but they don't because then they wouldn't have a show. They um, patrol and they get in uh, they get down there and they get out and one of them looks at the other and says patrolling the mojave almost makes you wish for a nuclear winter uh, you get that reference josh <laughs> uh no <laughs> fallout new vegas nothing okay. makes a joke funnier than explaining it by the way <laughs> that's that's the number one tip for you <laughs> rookie junior comedians yeah. out there roll a three and explain the joke that's all you need to know but anyway the ship sets down and uh I, can, I think one of I have a few little problems with this episode and one of them is that it shows one of the aliens l- watching them yeah I was that shouldn't have been in the episode like there's they shouldn't have shown the aliens until the they turn around and they're all pointing their guns at them. Yeah, that would have been better. Um, right. But aliens are scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So show them. And it's creep. People are creeped out by people watching them, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of love it. I kind of love people watching you, especially. Yeah, yeah I kind of like am into it, you know? Especially dick in hand. Yeah, wouldn't it be weird? They would have been more creepy, though, if they just showed up, for sure. Yeah, it especially would have been more creepy if they were watching with dick in hand. Yeah, creepy. Like, I, I'd be creeped out by that. I'd be creamed out by that. I creeped out, creeped out. <laughs> they go down to the planet in their EVA suits, and I think those suits are pretty cool. Yeah, they're pretty good. They had them left over from uh, First Contact. They're pretty sick, and... Uh, 
they discover Chakotay and Kim find a bunch of antimatter missile silos, and again, yeah. they're just like, "Wow, weird." How many like World War Three planets have they come across where this is just like, a, "Oh, I don't know." And Planet maybe that's just why so to fucking start a nuclear war. <laughs> maybe that's why they're so fucking lackadaisical about it. They're just like, ah, it's another World War Three planet, whatever. Another one didn't make it through the Great Barrier. <laughs> oh, well. Yep. Uh, Paris, Neelix, and uh, everybody's favorite cast member, Carrie, find mm, the remnants of the probe. And uh, they keep hearing things, but there's no life signs on the tricorder. But then they all spin around, and there's a bunch of guys pointing guns at them, wearing trash bags. It looks like they're, like, bad cosplaying, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bosch? (laughs) Armus. Oh, Armus. They're like, we're going to Comic-Con, I'm dressed as Armus, and then the other guy shows up, and he was like, I'm dressed as Armus! One of us has to change. (laughs) (laughs) Wah, wah, wah. It's like if Armus and Bosch from Star Trek fucked. <laughs> you mean from uh, Star Wars? No. What? <laughs> Chakotay and Kim go back to the the Fearless Flyer, and uh, the Fearless Flyer. Kim gets attacked very unviolently by one of the guys in the suits. Yeah. <laughs> he like pushes the gate closed on him and then throws a box at him. Yeah. Dude, and they what? shoot the intruder. They stun him, and uh, the the uh, apparently outside they know that this is happening because they immediately start firing antimatter weapons at it. Yeah, and uh, I don't Ch- remember any of this part. Chakotay ditches. He goes back to Voyager and leaves Neelix, uh, Paris, and uh, fucking other guy there. Joe. His name's Joe. <laughs> Big Joe. We called him. Is on Joe married? Joe Joe is married to Joe Mama. Ah! <laughs> he took psychic damage from that. Ah! My brain. <laughs> Look, that's the level of comedy this episode. If you don't like it, fucking shut it off. <laughs> don't shut it off. We love you. <laughs> shut it off. No. Um but the 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 crew that's left on the planet surface are taken prisoner by the natives. And yeah, and then they take their masks off. Yeah, they're beating the shit out of them. Well, they're beating the shit out of Joe, really, for a couple minutes. And yeah, he's they got finally, one of those faces, kind of. They finally take the mask off, and they all have one of those faces, because they're bubbly as fuck from the radiation. Yeah, they're they're mad mutated, man. Like and They make fucking like, a Morton Joe look like normal <laughs> Joe. <laughs> it's too bad about normal Joe in this episode. Too bad normal Joe gets it. Uh, but Paris is like, oh, we, we're just from Voyager. We didn't mean any harm. We came to get the probe. But he's like, you should have came sooner. That would have spared my people the suffering it caused. Yeah, and at this point, I'm like, okay. So, like, in my head, like, the antimatter, like, exploded. Yeah. And fucked the planet up. That's that would have made sense. Happened. I didn't really think about that. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, the probe crashed and it I was exploded. I was thinking about it the other way that you were talking about it, where they discovered the antimatter I think from that's, the probe. I think that's what they did. I think that's what they say. They started fucking with it, and they couldn't, like, do it because they weren't ready yet, right? Because you no, need, they, like... They specifically say that the information was on the probe. Yeah. Yeah, so they start making their own yeah. antimatter. <laughs> exactly. Like, 
stupid. Like, which is, again, like, sending another culture a recipe for the fucking atom bomb. Be like, hey, be our friend. Here's the atom bomb recipe. Dude, I fucking love that. I, f- I forget his name, but that guy on YouTube who does, like, um nuclear disaster, like, videos where he talks. Joe? Uh, his name is not <laughs> Joe. He looks like, a, he looks like fucking Thor. Looks like, I, if somebody knows who I'm talking about. But, uh. Like what we were doing in the forties and shit, it's it's insane. Like that we it's insane, dude. Yeah, there was we a whole lot of like, hey, I know this is bad, but I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and do it anyway. <laughs> we were fucking with shit like and I it's like amazing that like the world of it Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was a whole bunch of bunch of like, look, if the containment on this breaches, there's no more humanity. Yeah. So let's be let's put on our rubber gloves. Yeah. Let's use a, a bigger <laughs> screwdriver. Um Janeway gets contacted from the bridge and she's like, We're relieve we're receiving uh hail from the surface and she's like, Is it the crew? And he just goes, No. <laughs> Which was really funny to me. It's so fucking flat. He just goes, No. No. <laughs> and Janeway and Chakotay run to the bridge and the the bubble face from the ground named Varen is there. And he's like Varen ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Shut it off. Because he's got mutated. He's like, you're going to pay for what you did to my fucking people. And Janeway's like, huh? What? Janeway's like, I don't even know you. What the fuck are you talking about? I ain't heard of it. I ain't know you. And he's like, "Uh, what you're going to do is take me and my people off this planet and put us on a non-radiated planet, or I'm going to kill your away team. Mm. And he's like, you got three hours to start evacuating us. And how if does I was he just, know that they know where another like you know what I mean like yeah, how does he know there are other planets that are like I guess he knows of friendship one it comes from another planet yeah so I guess Earth. like he, he just is assuming though that like there's a lot of M class planets around yeah. I don't know he's probably just assuming because I mean he knows from the friendship one that aliens humans and other aliens exist because we definitely talk about the Vulcans on it yes yes um. And we talk about how Vivaldi was a, an alien. If Vivaldi was he? Oh my god! They don't. Let, they don't want you to know that though. They. <laughs> I'm going full conspiracy. Janeway doesn't want you to know that. Yeah. But uh, I do love how Janeway's like scan for M class planets and two box like you're fucking giving in, you little bitch. And yeah, she's like, guys, oh, just like, an option, just not. Yeah, just yeah. No. <laughs> so we should have said no. No. Uh, they they find the native who got stunned on the Delta Flyer in sickbay. His name is Otrin, which does sound like a medicine. Take Otrin for all your back pain. And Little, he, yellow, different. <laughs> he was a scientist, and uh, he was trying to get information from the Flyer's computer that could undo the damage that humans have caused. If I was if I was the doctor, I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm a scientist too. I just found the ugliest man in the universe." <laughs> Fuck you, Otrin. <laughs> Take two Otrin and call me in the morning for that fucking burn. <laughs> too late. You already have like seventh degree burns, man. He's like, Janeway's like, "How are we responsible for this shit?" And he's like, "The." Uh, there was a containment failure in our in uh, their alien antimatter power grid that desto- destroyed the planet. But up until the Friendship One probe arrived, the natives had never even conceived of antimatter. Yeah. Th- and the Friendship One had the fucking uh, recipe for it. They skipped a few steps. They should have 
started with fission and fusion, right? You, you got to go in order here. Well, they uh, it had the recipe for antimatter on it, but you did have to go through a twenty fucking page story about how they went to Chicago once, and that's where they <laughs> learned the recipe. <laughs> My father was a sailor, and he never hit me once. Wink. Anyway, here's the antimatter recipe down on the page. But uh, yeah, scroll down for the recipe. But I have a dog named Steve, and it Steve was a cold winter's day when I got Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but the the idea that they come up with, which is a bit of a stretch when you really when, like you give it any sort of thought, is that the Earth created friendship one specifically so that a planet out there would use antimatter technology, destroy itself, yeah. and then humans would come and conquer the planet. Yeah, like, but why? the planet would be uninhabitable. But yeah, that's what Janeway says. She's like, "Why would I blow? Like, why would I make this planet unusable? Like, we can't stand on this." planet. He doesn't right? really have a good answer for that. But he's yeah. like, "Maybe you have the technology to fix it or something," which they do. I mean, it turns which out. they do right. So yeah, but uh, yeah, care uh, Joe Carey, which sounds like a president. It's John Carey's <laughs> brother. He was on the Swift boat. Remember that. The USS. Remember when that was a scandal? Remember when oh fucking God. anyone gave a shit about anyone named John Kerry? <laughs> he was like the Secretary of State for like Obama, I think. Uh, Joe Kerry has a concussion, and Paris wants to treat him, but they're like, no. And they meet a pregnant lady, and yeah. Paris. Uh, fucking memory alpha says during the ensuing conversation, Paris deduces that she is pregnant and also deduces that she's had miscarriages. He doesn't deduce she that. Says she says that. She tells him. She yeah. says both things. <laughs> but uh, he's like, we could take you to the Voyager that has the best doctor in the quadrant. He could take care of her. And she's like, I'm not supposed to talk to you. Yeah. And Did you get the metaphor yet? Uh, No. The father metaphor. Because he's Cause, the father? Because Varen's the father of the... Like, he's, like, in, like taking care of them. And Paris says, Oh, what is it about pregnancy that sets men back a hundred years? Two thousand years, he says. Yeah. yeah. Could be. I could see and, that. And the, the whole thing is, like, Varen wants to take care of his people, like, fatherly, but he's, like, the women are the ones who are eventually are like, Hey, we can't do this anymore, right? That, if if that's uh, the real through line in this episode, uh, you're saying it like it's a bad thing. I think it's no, pretty I'm not. good it's actually. Like, yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm just saying it because <laughs> I'm I, I'm bad at describing it, so I'm acting like it's dumb to make myself look better. <laughs> I would have thought of that earlier. No, I didn't get that. Yeah, it's. I thought it was good because I because I was like, oh right, I get it. I get like the. Uh, unfortunately, the nearest M-class planet is 132 light years away, which what the fuck would take 17 trips to get everyone off the planet and nearly three years to complete the relocation. Yeah, fuck that. We're not doing that. And Jamie's <laughs> like, "Look, we're not doing that shit. We're trying to get back to Earth." And Tuvok yeah. is like, "Well, let's go in and fucking kill him." And she's like, "No, Tuvok, stop, stop giving that as every option. <laughs> what happened to you, Tuvok?" Tuvok's like, "Look." I need to see some blood soon, or it's going to come out of you guys. That's all he's I'm like, saying. He's like, I had to fucking cure my pawn far with my hologram wife, and yeah. I want, I'm want. i horny for blood now. I'm, I'm, I was horny for butt, now I'm horny for blood. 
<laughs> oh, Tuvok. But uh, she doesn't want to reinforce that humans are violent. Um, right, makes sense. Seven of Nine uses nanoprobes from her bloodstream to... Always uh, with the nanoprobes. ...help treat uh, Otrin, who's like, wow, you are one of a kind, because he's trying to get it in. Does, Sa- does Seven of Nine want some more nanoprobes for her bloodstream? What the fuck does that mean, Josh? <laughs> does she want more? You have nanoprobes in your jizz, and somehow <laughs> the jizz is going to get to the bloodstream? It's called sperm. Do you ever see those fuckers under a microscope? They're fucking crazy. They're pretty nano. And they're it's always, true. like, attacking other ones and stuff. So they're wild, it's a It's a sperm-eat-sperm sperm world out there. It's a drink-sperm, drink-sperm <laughs> all the time. <laughs> it's a eat-my-own-sperm world out there. But uh, mm, protein. A, a little girl shows up and she's like, "Are you guys evil aliens?" And they're like, "No, no, no, no. We're good aliens. Yeah, Here, we want to yeah. give you a toy we found." And all I'm thinking is like, "You don't know what this is." Yeah, like you said, you think it's a toy. When they found the toy, I was also like, "Isn't that like bonkers that there's a fucking..." Toy playing Vivaldi on this yeah, planet? Like, they don't react to that at all. at all. They're just like, oh, Vivaldi. What? Did they th- did they think it was like in the probe, maybe? I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But they're Why just would like they send a toy though. Like it's a toy. Ha ha ha. Like they don't react to things correctly in this episode. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's like a weird they they I think it, this would have been like a great episode if they would have been like, "What is this? Like, what is yeah, this?" Thing? Exactly. Like, like this episode has some problems to it. I think. Yeah. You may be surprised at the scores we give it because we yeah. actually like this episode. But, yeah, this was a good one. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Neelix is in this episode, and he's like, uh, "I gotta insert myself into this." He does a pretty good job, honestly. He's like, "I'm the ambassador of sucking my own dick." Everyone listen to me. Everyone listen to this. <laughs> Eat sperm every day. <laughs> and they're like, ah, he knows our people so well. He's like, what does sperm mean? Uh, Nanoprobes. We've been, we've been blasting blanks for three generations. <laughs> but uh, he, t- he tells about his uh, planet being destroyed by the Metreon Cascade and how he wasn't on planet at the time. And he, he knows kind of what they're going through. And Varen's like... Yeah, I'm sorry about what happened to your family, but don't compare your life to mine. Yeah, it doesn't I, I thought Varen was gonna be like, oh, the humans did that to you, right? Like yeah, I thought he was gonna at least find some common ground, but he's like, nah, I have it worse than you somehow. Yeah, he's like he's like he's he's like a piss baby. He is a piss baby. I mean he's he like, is oh, horrifically radioactive, but oh, my civilization collapsed. Oh, fuck Look, you. My civilization is collapsing right yeah. now. Yeah. As we're talking right now, <laughs> our civilization is collapsing. I don't fucking want to hear it. Uh Janeway is like, Look, I can't take you to this planet, it's gonna take too long. And if I was him, I'd be like, What? I don't yeah. give a fuck about that. Take me to the planet. Yeah, I live on. I live in hell. <laughs> yeah, I want to live anywhere but hell, please. She's yeah. like, well, Otrin. We have Otrin here, and he has some ideas about how, you know, we can unbutt fuck your planet for you. Yeah, and he's like Otrin, and he rolls his eyes like Jeff rolls his eyes at me when I talk about aliens. Science. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> but uh, he's like, look, I have no reason to trust you. And she's like, well, let's start with a first step then. If you send me one hostage, I'll send you some food and medicine. 
Yeah. The Baron's like, <laughs> okay, I'll send you one hostage. You never specified. <laughs> And uh, he puts the transporter enhancers up, and he tells Joe to step in, and he fucking shoots him and kills him. Yeah. He, he fucking blats him. He holds his phaser sideways and goes, Get rock, fool, blat! And he's fucking, he calls back, and he's like, Hey, gotcha. And Janeway's like, Oh, are you fucking, he's like, That's just a prank, bro, it's just a prank. Just that a prank. was Joe. He was my favorite guy. I love that guy. I've definitely mentioned him before on the show. We learned he was married, and we definitely didn't know that that man he was going to die. He wasn't married. He was married. He was married to the sea. <laughs> my said, life, my love, and my lady no, is the no, sea. No more that song. Look, that song rolls. Oh, my God. What is it called? Sherry? It's called uh, Brandy. What? Brandy, Sherry's journey. Brandy, you're a fine girl. Is Brandy a boat or the drink? It's the lady. Is it a boat or a drink? It's a drink. Um, Janeway's like, look, killing my crewman isn't going to make me any more receptive to your demands. And Varen's like, well, how about I fucking kill the rest of them then? And Janeway's like, okay, I'll do what you want. Yeah, all right, we'll start. Yep, cool. Janeway's like, uh, Chakotay, come to my ready room. We're gonna fucking blast these fools. He's like, get the super soakers ready. (laughs) We're hitting them. It's a raid. Get the warhead ready. Oh, shit. What? What? Uh, Otrin's nanoprobes are working. He looks a little less like a bubble man. Yeah, he's looking better. He, He got, like, he, like, laid in bed after his son poisoning, and he put aloe on it. Seven of Nine is like, we need to... It sounds like your people on the planet need a better leader. And he's like, I'm no leader. I'm a scientist. And she's like, oh, scientists do pretty much the same thing as leaders do, except leading. So that's the same. Yeah, they figure out problems. "Hmm." He's like... (laughs) Mayor! Hmm. Mayor Otrin. Hmm. President Otrin? <laughs> Emperor? Uh-oh. Oh, no. First contact fuck-up number two. The uh, pregnant lady on the planet, uh, who looks so much like Miracle Max's wife from The Princess Bride that it's uncanny. Have fun storming the castle. I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. What's the difference? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um, that's me, Billy Crystal. Uh, Paris is like, uh, let me help. And uh, they're like, uh, fine. He's like, I need my med kit. And they're like, fine, whatever. And he helps her give birth, and she gives birth to the most disgusting little dummy yeah. of a baby I've ever seen in my this life. This is like Uncanny Valley fucked up it's weird, It's right? so gross that its like, little body parts are flopping around as they're moving it. It's Ugh. clearly like a, a prop, right? But it yeah. looks it's like It's like fucking made out of Jello Wigglers. Yeah. It's it, horrific. <laughs> It looks it looks like not like something I like on a Saturday I wouldn't want to see that, right? Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't want to see, see that any day of the week, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> waga waga. Um, I saw that fucking birthing video. I passed the fuck out, dude. Oh yeah. They, Nobody they told didn't me care the about Sarlacc pit was gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we didn't watch that when we were in the actual sex education. Like we ended up watching it in a science class later. Uh, they split us up, boy and girl. 
Why? And the girls saw that video, and the guys saw a video about how a boner happens. And how there's nanoprobes in your jizz. And how you jizz out little babies. And also, Billy's you should never have sex. He has to release his nanoprobes or his penile will expro- explode. But uh, Paris uses a cortical stimulator. It brings the uh, horrific baby monster back to life. Yeah, and it looks even weirder as, like, an alive baby. It, it like, moves his jello arms. It's so yeah. gross. But um, they, the Delta Flyer shows up, and the crew comes out blasting. So they started blasting. Dude, this but, is a fucking genius plan, though. But they Tuvok gets captured, but it turns out... The captor is the doctor wearing Otrin's outfit. Damn. And doc and the doctor and Tuvok fucking get everybody. He's like everybody down on the ground. It's a fucking like Trojan hologram, dude. He he pulls. They pull fully a uh, Uhura in the animated series and just blast everyone in the room. They with fucking their six gun it. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Tuvok and the Doctor rescue Neelix and Paris, but before they beam up, Paris is like, oh, no, we got to take the baby with us. Yeah. It won't survive in this atmosphere if we don't take it with us. And the mother trusts Tom now because he saved right. her baby, so she lets she lets him take it. And then what do they do with the horrific baby puppet? Find out after these messages. They eat it. <laughs> after these messages... We'll be right back. Everything happens to me. I'm broke. Can't pay my bills. I think I'm cursed. I'm just bad luck. Stop. If you're tired of bad luck, if you think your life is jinxed, now you can change it with E. David Scott's curse removal. Call this number and follow simple instructions. It really works. Within two days, I won this car in a drawing and $20,000. Call and let positive forces instantly cast away the evil spirits that bring you bad luck. $1.95 per minute for entertainment only. Under 18, get permission. Call now and remove the jinx from your life. Welcome back, everybody. We definitely didn't just spend 20 minutes lamenting our lives. Yay! We're back, baby! I love living! <laughs> so they take the disgusting baby doll to sick bay. Yeah. And the doctor goes, <laughs> What the fuck is this? I can't save this. This thing's too gross. But uh, they save the baby, and they're going to send the baby back to the planet with some food and medical supplies, and then they're going to peace the fuck out. And uh, <laughs> Neelix and Tom Paris are like, come on, Janeway, please, we have to make up for what our ancestors did. Yeah. And uh, it's really weird that Janeway was just going to fucking ditch them anyway, but... Uh, she was like, we're leaving. We're out. Yeah, we're fucking done. <laughs> it's over. I, I ain't got nothing to do with these people. Fuck them. They killed, they killed my favorite Joe. <laughs> I love that guy. Did you know he was working on a model ship of the Voyager that was taking him months, even though it's like the size of a fucking toy? It's actually a toy. It's the toy you could get out of the fucking McDonald's Voyager pack. I can fucking 3D print that in two hours. And it took Joe months. He was. How was he building it? It's literally one piece, anyway. Um. <laughs> But uh, they come up with this idea that they're going to use photon torpedoes full of good radiation. 
Yeah, science-y radiation. It's, it's, it's full of the sparkle effect. It's it, it's full of little kids' wishes and the laughter of children. <laughs> yeah, they don't get into it, but uh, they are going to put Voyager at extreme risk because they have to go into low altitude and detonate, detonate the torpedoes around them. To expand, uh, to have the reaction expand correctly across the planet. And Motrin is like, your ship will be blown up. And Catherine's Janeway is like, I don't fucking care. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. I'm tired of this shit. (laughs) Do uh, what you want. I'll kill you. (laughs) Uh, At this part in the episode, I was like, so this is going to fail, right? They're yeah. gonna like try and do this, and it's gonna fail. And then they're gonna be like, "Oh wait, the planet is covered in antimatter missiles. If we use those yeah. to detonate in the in, in the atmosphere, it'll spread correctly, and it'll like save the planet. We're gonna use that what we caused better. to save the planet. But they don't do that. No, that would have been better. What you just said is actually really smart and good." Yeah, I, I thought that they were leading up to that for sure, and then That's, they just yeah. didn't. No, they were just like, Janeway was just like, hold, brothers! <laughs> for death! For Jeff! For, for, for Jeff! Jeff. <laughs> for other Jeff! Uh, Varen is in, his, in the bunker, and he's like, they're trying to destroy us! Yeah. And Otrin's like, no, you dipshit. They're saving our planet. They're, yeah, like, clearing the pollution. He's yeah. like, nah, check this shit out, bro. And he, like, <laughs> flips a switch with the antimatter <laughs> missiles. But one button underneath it. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's like not even a key. Turn your no, key, right? You just flip the thing yeah. open and press the button. And, he, and he, that kid who was running around, she could have fucking switched that button on. Yeah. She's okay. a toy! Pwing. It plays Vivaldi. There is a jet going over my house at like two feet. It's because it we were so talking loud. about not paying taxes. Yeah, they heard. <laughs> they fucking heard it. They're like, send in the F-35. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but the the lady who was pregnant a couple minutes ago pulls out a fucking energy rifle. And Farad's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'll not let you ruin our only chance for survival, you little dick bitch. Yeah, she says that, which is crazy. And he's like, it's because it's cold from the nuclear winter. (laughs) That's not what that means. (laughs) I'm a grower, not a shower. He's like, you would kill me? And she's like, to save my child, yes. Yeah, I'll do anything. I'll fuck this whole fucking place up. <laughs> the power of motherhood. <laughs> That's what's in the in the photons, the power of yeah, motherhood. Yeah, it's true. That's where the sparkles came from. Yeah. They uh, reject Varen's leadership, and he's like, I've kept you alive, all of you. And Otrin's like, why did I do the fucking Star Fox voice when Star- I did that? <laughs> The fucking Varen, Uncle Varen. It's Andros. <laughs> I failed you. I failed you. <laughs> um, but uh, he's like, survival isn't enough anymore. Yeah. And he we, and everybody turns on him. They all point their guns at him. He's like, who? We're are, sick uh, of his fucking bullshit. He's like, man. what are you? Are you gonna lead? Notrin's like, if I must. And he's, he's like, like dun yeah. dun dun. He's like, Emperor Motrin, at your service. (laughs) 
Emperor Andros. <laughs> I'm going to turn into a big brain with eyeballs. <laughs> but first, giant head with hands. <laughs> shoot my hands. That was my weak spot. Don't shoot my palms. Ouchie. That's where my energy source is. Uh, but they're they're like, let's go outside with no protective gear on. Yay! And they run outside. And sunlight comes out, and they're all like, oh, yay! And it's the first time they've seen the sun, and one of them is like, it's a witch! <laughs> <laughs> and, like, leaps off a cliff immediately. Just commit suicide! Uh, but Chakotay and Janeway go to uh, Joe Carey, everyone's favorite guy's uh, quarters, and they find... They look through his shit. They're like, maybe he hides super porn in here. <laughs> they find a ship-in-a-bottle model of Voyager that is the standard toy of Voyager that you can buy anywhere. And I think it's an eagle moss. It yeah, it looks like, like an eagle, eagle moss. moss. Yeah. He's like, he just it. had one nacelle to go, and I'm like, he... They break that off? It's one this, fucking piece. This dude was taking his sweet fucking time making this fucking model, dude. There is like, a great moment that I feel was... Uh, I'm not trying to give Robert Beltran too much credit as an actor because he's not right. very good and also he's a giant piece of shit. Sure. But uh, <laughs> I felt like it was a really great acting choice that may have been an accident. Yeah. When she's ta- uh, talking about, like, the... Uh, exploration and mm-hmm. it doesn't justify the loss of lives whether it's a million or just one she she's talking and he says well that's what our, that's what that's what uh, humans do yeah or something yeah. like that and it has a real hint of venom to it and I'm like oh he's Native American because he's like, Native American the yeah. exploration of like the quote unquote exploration of the new world is right. like the genocide of the Native Americans like yeah. that's a really poignant moment I don't think he thought of that yeah I don't know maybe the director made him say it that way and maybe. you know what's his name Van Vanders Vance uh, Van, Van Harder Van Harder Vay Harder. Vay Harder and Vay Harder. Yeah, he was like, go Vay Harder, Chakotay. <laughs> uh, he's like, my name's Robert. And he's like, I am not calling you that, Chakotay. Look, get into character or get off my set. Yeah. Oh, fuck, Look, he's going Vay Harder on him. with you. <laughs> he's fucking going Vay Harder on him. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, this, this episode uh, was going to be different. Because uh, the one of the executive producers gave Fuller and Taylor permission to kill a recurring character. Oh. But they decided to kill um, Joe Carey instead. Man, can you imagine if they would have killed Tom? That would have been fucking shocking. That would have been great, though. Wouldn't it have been? Yeah, of course it would have been. <laughs> Like that would have been like, what if it was Neil? Oh, if it was Neelix, that would have been amazing, dude. People would have loved Neelix because they'd have been like, oh, he died. Like it would have made Neelix so much better. The only I good Neelix, fe- is like a dead I would have felt for Neelix in that scenario. The only good Neelix is a dead Neelix, Jeff. I agree with that. <laughs> he would have been dancing his way in heaven. I, he would have been dancing with those gross ass feet in hell where he belongs. My favorite part about that that gif and that scene is you can see you can physically see when the director says action. Oh yeah, exactly. They start moving. It's so not doing anything. Then they start. Yeah. I think it's important to point out 
that real-life dinosaurs from Earth went into space, settled mm-hmm. in the Delta Quadrant, became the mm-hmm. Voth. Yep, the Voth, yep. How did they make a spaceship? Jeff, how didn't they make a spaceship? <laughs> oh, jeez. They had millions of years to become super raptors. <laughs> <laughs> you know what always fucking catches me off guard is in Star Trek, for some reason... Writers seem to think that only Earth would have billions of people. Every other planet in yeah. space has like a couple hundred thousand. They underestimate like populations of planets, like except for uh, Denobula. They're, when they're oh, like, they're constantly oh, like, fucking on Denobula. There's like there's like twelve billion of us, and we all fucking live on top of each other. Yeah. So we're so fucking horny all the time. We're always <laughs> touching dongs. Yeah, that's but, why Fiesel wants to fuck. She's she's. God, fucking room to fuck now. I really got a big laugh out of that being your favorite Star Trek character in yeah. history. I was like, I th- perfect. <laughs> I think I understood the assignment correctly. Um, yeah, the uh, <laughs> dinosaurs because dinosaurs went to space and they they're the Voth now. Yeah, I, Voyager. <laughs> this is what we're talking about when we talk. About- Tripping, kind of mid. You know who else went to space? Went to fucking space and lived in the Delta Quadrant. Amelia Earhart. That's where she went. <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, we discovered where Amelia Earhart went. She's on some planet, like seventy thousand light years away." You know what's funny is that they found Amelia Earhart's body three years after she disappeared. Yeah, they fucking like <laughs> DNA tested her. Yeah, it's definitely her. Yeah, she crashed oh, well. the fucking island. Of course yeah. she did. Yeah, nah, she fucking went to space, dog. That's why she lives there. <laughs> yeah. In 1930, when we had, like, no fucking technology, Amelia Earhart flew an airplane across the planet and somehow went missing. She went to space. What a mystery. <laughs> uh, shout out to Vivaldi. Making it to new planets all the time, baby. Yeah, they made toys out of his fucking song. His number one hit. His called- number one fucking hit, The Four Seasons. <laughs> uh, so and Josh- here's that hit from Vivaldi, The Four Seasons. Then <laughs> they did like a trap version of the it. The song fucking rules. Fuck yeah. Um, so Josh- Let's wheel out the Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality. Patented. Don't steal it. I, I got it tattooed on my arm. I don't need to wheel it out. I got it tattooed <laughs> on my butt cheek. I got it tattooed on my dick cheek. <laughs> Is that what you call it? For, like, for some reason, I pictured at, like the alien baby, like the face hugger, but like a <laughs> dick with the two socks coming out of the side. Yeah. No, your dick cheek is the side of your dick. It's your dick cheek. <laughs> Kiss my dick cheek. Anyway, Josh, on a scale yeah. of one to ten, one being blah blah blah, whatever the fuck, it's the lowest one. Ten's the biggest. What's what are you getting this baby? I gotta give this a seven point five, man. For Voyager, this is like a really good episode. Like seven point five, a yeah, 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 yeah. Explain yourself. Uh, you know, we we kind of like picked it apart a little bit, nitpicked a little bit. Yeah. But well, for Voyager, show. man, like this is like. And I think it has to do with, like, the fact that the crew gets a mission from Starfleet. It has something to, to do with it. To go do a Starfleet thing, right? It's not just like, ah, there's fucking dinosaurs and Amelia Earhart's in a fighting <laughs> ring with the rock. 
you know? That would have been a good episode. I yeah, that would have been the best one. And then Neelix dies. The 10 out of 10. Yeah, t- that would have made it a 10 out of 10 yeah. if Neelix died. Yeah. <laughs> Up there with Number Delvin one Blade. fucking Neelix hater podcast on the <laughs> internet. M-Class podcast. I don't know. I don't understand how not everyone hates the the guy. I don't. Like, there are M class fans who love Neelix. They he does, love him. He does kind of like give away that he's like a goofy idiot in this episode when he's like, "Yeah, they're okay. Like, humans are okay, but they take themselves a little too seriously." But it's like, yeah, Neelix, you're a fucking you're a clown, chimpanzee guy. You're like, a clown, yeah. my friend. Yeah, you're like We're, if. It had sex with like, I don't know, a shag rug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give this episode an eight. Yeah, uh, because it's a very solid sci-fi concept. Like I could yes. really see this being an episode of uh, Twilight Zone. Yeah, where absolutely. like humans hubris creates. Uh, a living nightmare for another species, and we discover them far, far later, and like. I feel like in the Twilight Zone, it would have been handled better. They wouldn't be there with guns. They'd all be dead. And yeah, you would learn yeah. everything secondhand. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I feel like this could be like a Ray Bradbury story, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. It's very much like, oh, we showed up and what have we done? You yeah, know? what have we done? Yeah, yeah. I and, liked it. It was good. I was yeah. surprised, honestly. I, I was, totally I forgot I was really about surprised this. at how much I was enjoying it. Because usually, yeah. like, I just sort of slog through an episode of Voyager. Um, yeah. Voyager has its high points. I've been watching Pluto Voyager. They have the nonstop Star Trek, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like, it's like comfort food. Like, I get it. Yeah. Right? And I, look, like, I think we're... Like Voyager haters in name only. I don't think we actually hate Voyager. No, I think Voyager is um, Voyager's comfort zone for episodes yes. is five to eight. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Like uh, that is the comfort zone of Voyager. Like you're it's, not gonna get too far below that most of the time, and you're yeah. not gonna get too far above that most of the time. It's completely but, watchable. Yeah, you're in for a, a pretty good experience with yeah. a Voyager episode. Yeah. Voyager. Like I said, I'd rather watch Voyager than any of the J.J. Abrams movies. I'd rather yeah. watch Voyager than any Discovery episode. I'd, yeah. I'd, um, there are definitely parts of Star Trek that I would rather Voy- I'd rather watch Voyager for. And honestly, like when it comes to like just sitting and watching TV when I want to watch TV, I would I would prefer Voyager over yeah. a lot of non Star Trek shit. That's kind of what I've been doing. I've been putting on the the more Trek channel and Pluto and. You know, sand in my model, my Voyager model that's taking me <laughs> eight months to build inside of a bottle. He's one to sell away. I'm working on that uh, Merc Monk acorn inside of a small, a, a, a bigger acorn. I'm working on that. He's he was he's one to sell away from retirement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- I thought there would be a little bit more of that, like where Janeway was like, "We're so close to home now." Like, I don't want anyone like the Band of Brothers effect, where mm-hmm. at the end of that show, they're like. I don't want anyone going anywhere, right? Like, well, that's that's the difference between this episode being like a nine or a ten. Yeah, is like the characters do not react in a natural way it's to any to yeah. almost anything that happens in the episode. Yeah, it's I, I think it's, it's the end of the series syndrome. It's 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 everyone's kind of 
they're not going the extra mile. It's been seven seasons. Yeah, they've right? been doing like, this for like seven, yeah. eight years at this point. Yeah. Except for uh, try hard uh, uh, Harry Kim, who stayed up all night telling the computer to do math for him. <laughs> computer, do math for me. Computer, do my homework. Beep, boop, boop, beep, beep, boop. Done. Oh my god, that took fucking that so two hard. seconds. Oh my god. <laughs> I could have been doing other things in that one second. I could have been playing clarinet or whatever the fuck I play. <laughs> Something lame. Hey, Harry, bust out that licorice stick. <laughs> Get that licorice stick going. That's not the one I'm talking about, Mr. Kim. <laughs> Uh-oh. Harry Kim, People Magazine's sexiest man alive. <laughs> Do you want some more nanobots in your bloodstream, Harry? <laughs> um... Yeah, what about this, your butt stream? <laughs> got him. Pregnant. Butt pregnant. Damn, have my butt babies, bitch. There's uh, <laughs> There are a few missteps of this episode that I think keeps it from being a 9, but uh, or even an 8.5, but I yeah, think it's I, a solid I, yeah. 8 in my mind. Yeah, I, I'm being a little more critical of it, and I but I did really enjoy watching it, and I, I thought to myself, like I was like, oh, this is like one of those episodes where... Voyager like surprises you where you're like oh this is like really good mm-hmm. yeah it it steps out of the like I don't want to say like mediocre because that has like a negative connotation even though that shouldn't really it shouldn't but, but yeah. like that sort of middle ground of Voyager episodes where they're enjoyable but they don't really make you think too much and yeah. uh, they don't really step in up in quality in the same way and I mean they're there are parts in every other Star Trek that are sort of the same where they ride a wave. Absolutely. But I think Voyager really rides a wave. Yeah. I'm not a Voyager hater. I'm an no, Neelix no. hater. Not a Voyager hater. <laughs> yeah. We hate Neelix. Like uh, this is the best episode of the collection so far. So far, yeah. And like, we quite a bit, actually. I'd like to remind everyone that we started off with a show episode where they found the constitution on a different planet. <laughs> A tattered American flag and the Constitution. I don't know how you get better than that. Uh, I believe that was our first 10 out of 10 episode. (laughs) If I remember correctly, and I'm not going to go back to check, but if I remember correctly, we gave it a 12 out of 10. Uh, I think that was one of two episodes that I've given a one. It was... It, it was it was rough. I think I gave it a three, and then I knocked it down to two point five, and then I gave it a two. I think. At the yeah, end. you were remembering more things that happened in the episode. Yeah, I was like, wait, oh yeah, that was bad. Uh, but stick around for this collection because we do have two more episodes left, and we are What's flash next? forwarding uh, far into the future. With uh, I guess we're technically going back in time to Strange New Worlds. Uh, okay. Season 1, Episode 2, Children of the Comet, next time. Oh, yeah, this is good. This will be good. Uh, if you don't know, we aren't just blind haters of everything new Star Trek. We're actually big fans of Strange New Worlds and Lower yeah. Decks, and that's the two next episodes we have coming. I don't remember the Mathematically Perfect Redemption. Is that the Bird People one? I think it I might think be. I think it's the Bird People one with Peanut Hamper, yeah. <laughs> So that'll be good. I'm excited for that one too. Like we're uh like we both love Strange New Worlds, but I think we're like huge fans of Lower Decks. Lower Decks is so good. I it's love so it so fucking much. Good. It manages to ride a weird line that I didn't know existed, which is yeah. to be a parody of Star Trek, blatant, ridiculous, yeah. like 
sometimes, referential comedy, right? Yes, yeah. yeah, sometimes like critical parody of Star yeah. Trek while still having all the feeling and scientific ideals of Star Trek. I've been rewatching uh, it like a lot lately, and there's a few like jabs at like JJ Trek, and there there's one good way to win me over is you get in a good jab <laughs> at that. I think Ooh. that's how we became friends. Yeah, we were like really. That was back when we were really angry and yeah, bitter. We were. Well, we didn't now have anything new and good at that point. Yeah, it was bad. It was dark times. Yeah, now we have new good Star Trek. I feel like that with Star Wars too. It's like it's taken a little while, but we're getting. Yeah, absolutely. We're getting there. Uh, the like streaming series Star Wars is like really good. Yeah, they're yeah. Yeah, I don't think they've had a miss. I know people will say like Obi Wan was bad or Boba Fett. I don't think. I don't. I don't think Obi Wan was bad. I I think it wasn't. It didn't have a whole lot of like staying power. It could have been a movie. It could have been a movie. Like when it comes to my, I don't really remember a whole lot that happened in Obi Wan, but I remember liking it and having a good time. I think it's great when they go to Castle Inquisitorius, like in Fallen Order. You go there. I think that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I thought Boba Fett was all right. I, I felt bad that Boba Fett Boba wasn't Fett. the main character in it, but I th- I loved. I really thought that first two episodes were really yeah, good. They were. They were. They were really good. Uh, and fucking, I'll take a mid-season Luke Skywalker. I don't give a fuck, dude. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Uh, it's I, it's uh, Cad yeah. Bane coming back was like hype as fuck. I'm, I'm Yo, sad that it ended me. that way, but he fucking scared. Like I was like, that is a creepy ass looking dude. Like yeah. I was like, that dude he is was creepy terrifying. as fuck, and like probably the coolest voice in Star Wars history. Dude, dude. he's a uh, Lee Van Cleef. That's who he's yeah, modeled after. Absolutely, and you feel so cool. Here's like I'm gonna tangent for a second about Lee Van Cleef. Yeah, um, watch for a few dollars more, and yep. then watch the good, the bad, and the ugly. That <laughs> totally man is such guy. a fucking good actor. Yeah, that there there are people who didn't know that he's yeah. the same actor playing Colonel Mortimer in for a few dollars more and Angel Eyes, Angel Eyes, and yeah. Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Because he is, yep. like, a completely different man in those two movies. You can watch those movies back-to-back and totally convince yourself that you're not watching the same guy. Yeah, absolutely. They're totally different. Like, Colonel Mortimer is this sort of, is such, like, an upstanding family man who, yeah, like, loves his daughter. Yeah. And, like, he's only doing this for her sake. Right. And, uh... Angel Eyes is a scumbag. of money and killing! (laughs) He's like the worst character in fucking Western history. (laughs) And that's what Cad Bane is. Cad Bane's like, I don't... He kills a guy in Clone Clone Wars for his hat. He shoots a guy for his hat. I've done that many a time in a video game. (laughs) I can't cast aspersions. That's true. You do love your goofy-ass cowboy hat. I've, uh... I've killed, like, especially in Fallout New Vegas, if I come across, some, like, an NPC that's wearing an outfit I like, that guy's you dead. Don't, you don't try to steal it first? You just no. go straight to I murder. I just fucking, well, I've never done a steely character. Oh, that's all I ever do. I, I always do, um, uh, like, a rifles guy. Yeah. Or a quick draw guy. Yeah, yeah. That with a pistol. Or I do, like, a melee guy with the big fucking, like, uh, gas-powered Power hammer. hammer. yeah. yeah. The power, the, the I love like the power like katanas and four. yeah, those are great. Like I love the the mini chainsaw blade. Yeah, you can get in New Vegas. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> so those are who I always play are those three. And I, I almost always dump all my extra points into charisma so I can talk people into shit. It's it's like a really overpowered oh, in yeah. games like that. Like even in fucking dude, in fucking Baldur's Gate three, charisma, it, it you can do whatever you want. Oh yeah, absolutely. In, in Fallout New Vegas, there's a DLC where a guy is going to nuke the Mojave again and Just kill everyone in it to yeah. get revenge on you. Oh, uh, because that makes you, sense. you you're a courier and you curried uh, a nuclear bomb into the whatever the fuck the reach or whatever the name is of the place hasn't? he lived. So he's getting revenge, and you can just talk him out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is Dude, really I feel funny. that way in Baller's Gate. You could have a character being like, I would never do this. I'll never trust these people. And you go, come on. Come and then on. they're like, you know what? You're right. I fucking will follow you to the ends of hell. Well, that's the thing. He's like, I'm going to, this is my revenge on you, the man I hate more than anything in this world. You are the <laughs> uh, garbage scum of the earth monster, <laughs> and I want to yeah. kill everything you love. Yeah. And you're like, mm, but do but, you? But look at me. And then you flash a smile, and he's like, you know what? You know what? You're all right. <laughs> I think we can get past this. I think we can work this out. And, like, he released a bunch of robots to kill you. And he's like, let's fight these robots together. I'm like, I, I ruined your Man, life. What are you, you doing? You a fucking nat 30 on that. You fucked that guy up, dude. You Speech 100, baby. His whole life has changed by meeting you. Uh, in two ways. He loves you. You put some fucking... He wants your nanobots in his bloodstream, dude. If only. <laughs> um, you know what? I would appreciate it, even though it's going to fuck me on taxes, if you headed on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, and for as low as a dollar, you get access to behind-the-scenes posts, wallpapers of every episode art I create for the show. I just dumped five more of those on the Patreon today, including... Far Beyond the Stars, which is like my masterpiece That's so of the show. Um, and access to a Discord full of your fellow Trek boys who get up to something in there. I don't know. We, we're going to watch Willow on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, If you uh, give us a little bit more money, you get access to, at different tiers, a uh, podcast called Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit, where if you liked our little conversation about Lee Van Cleef and you want to hear us have little tangent or long tangent conversations about other things we're interested in, that's the show for you. Um, or um, for a little bit more dough, you can get access to our commentary track series, Jeff and Josh Talk Over Movies, where on Thursday we're going to be recording our seventh commentary track. Yeah, it feels like we've done more, but I don't yeah. I don't remember all of them I think that it's, we did. I think it's seventh commentary track, and this time we're doing Willow. The, Willow, uh, the baby! <laughs> 1986. Uh, yeah, I think it's 80, like 1986 classic fantasy movie, mm -hmm. Willow, which we both love, so I'm really excited to dive yeah, into Willow, that on Thursday. Willow's great. I loved it as a kid. It's a, such a good movie. I uh, showed Willow to Crystal, who had never seen it before, and I, I had Damn. this in my mind, like, well, maybe it won't hold up if you're seeing it for the first time. Yeah. You didn't see it when you were a kid. She loved it. I it felt was... that way about um what did I not see like when I was a kid uh one of the like I used to love like legend and all that I yeah. think it was dark crystal like my one time girlfriend showed me uh dark crystal and I was like how did I never fucking see this movie like uh, it's not as not as like 
renowned as no, Dark but, Crystal, but like I I had the same exact experience with Spooky Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Monster Squad. <laughs> yeah, Spooky Squad is the one we made. <laughs> Spooky Squad is the one you made, and I stole the name of. I was like, "Damn, thanks, Jeff." Like, no, I love, that one I love was good that. too. But yeah, although, Monster like, Squad seeing rules. you without the beard was like the weirdest fucking shit I've ever seen. It, it, it felt weird. I like it. <laughs> And the fact that you shaved and Nick didn't cracks me he up. Did, so he did, but he had a mustache. Um, but um, Monster Squad, I never saw as a kid. I saw it as an adult, and I was like, "This is the fucking funnest yeah. movie." And yeah, I, I saw Monster it. Squad probably like ten years ago, and I was like, "This rules!" Yeah, it it really does rule. It's like a staple every Halloween yeah. now. Good ass fucking Halloween movie. It is so fun. Do you think uh, anyone ever called Lee Van Cleef P. Van Queef back in the day? I mean, if you want to fucking die, I'd assume that's a good I way to do that, it. I could make that like a Darnos character. There it is, P. Van Queef. We have Cowboys coming up. That is true. Cowboys Shit. is our next prompt. As a matter of fact, Shit. that's a good segue. You should check out our other podcast, Story Lords. If you um, were ever a fan of Josh's podcast, Fantasy Fiction, and you wanted a return of Darnos, he's been doing... He's done 33 new stories in Darinos. And they're actually good. <laughs> yeah, they're good as fuck, as a matter of Well, they're fact. good, but they're surrounded by two better stories, so no, you no, should no, no, go no, for no, those. No, 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 no. No, I'm not, I'm not even fucking, like, being humble. Like, they're, you guys write way better stories. I disagree. So. Uh, people are tuning in for Darinos. They're just getting our shit as extras. Yeah, well, people like to eat candy, too. <laughs> Like, uh, there's a whole uh, ongoing storyline in Darinos that I'm on the edge of my seat to find out what the fuck's going on. Yeah, me too. I don't even really know. (laughs) I hope I figure it out soon. Yeah, longtime guest and before that friend and fan of the show, Rich Masters, uh, hosts the podcast Story Lords that we're on, and he does science fiction stories in his Omniverse setting. And uh, he's he did a complete story in season one, and he's doing a new story in season two. It's fucking sick. And yeah. if you like to get the spooky dookies, then uh, <laughs> you're going to fucking love my stories that uh, are sometimes one-off stories on their own, sometimes an ongoing part of a mysterious story about what the fuck's up with the blood moon. It reminds me of um, a lot of... It's like Twilight Zone mixed with Welcome to Night Vale mixed with Jeff's fucked up brain. Yeah, I got a fucked brain. Check it out. His it's brain's called, so fucked. It's called Spooky Vision, and it will make you crap. I pissed pants several <laughs> times, and I've never told anyone, but when I poop, it's so bad they can smell it through the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and if you like that level of comedy... Then Story Lords is for you. Check it out at storylords.card.co. That's card with two R's. Eventually, I need to just get storylords.com or something, but... Yeah, we gotta get it before somebody holds it over us. They story lord it over us. Ah, you fucking genius, you. Were you gonna uh, say that, too? Did no. I beat you to it? No, you're oh, just shit. smarter than me. <laughs> um... If you want to know anything about M-Class Podcast, including uh, where you can find merchandise or a list of every single episode we've ever covered on the show, you can find that at mclasspodcast.com. No spaces, no dashes. Nice. It's a good website for good boys. And girls. Oh, good boy. And non-binary. Check that shit out. 
Trek Boys. Everyone's a Trek Boy. Everyone's a Trek Boy. Everyone's a Trek Boy. Our new rap album comes out. <laughs> Everyone's a Trek Boy. I was, um, I had this idea that I was, like, really excited about because I'm a fucking idiot. And uh, I, I watched House Party the oh other day. Oh, my God, yes. Like, House Party is, like, one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Can you do the dance? Of course I can. Of course you can. Everyone who likes House Party can do the dance. You and I got to do the house party dance. The kids play kickstep <laughs> at a con or something one day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was watching it and I was like, man, what I should do is make a Jeff and Josh logo that's the same type of logo as the Kid that's and Play party? logo. Yeah, hell yeah. And I looked it up and Kid and Play does not have a logo. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's weird. All right. <laughs> They yeah, just write is... it in various fonts on their albums. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> remember Kid and Play? I remember it every day of my life because I love Kid and Play. Kid and Play happened and then like they like the the powers that be were like, what if we had Kid and Play but they're like twins and they wear their pants backwards <laughs> oh um crisscross crisscross were like 10 years old kid and play were like in their yeah. 20s kid and play were like uh, crisscross was like the kid and play for like young kids yeah well kid and play sort of uh i mean i wouldn't they didn't have clean raps they cursed in them but like no they was, yeah they were yeah it was like more young person friendly and like the powers it gen, that be were it's like, gen x as hell right yeah it's the powers so that be had to be like we need to yeah get a younger kid and play dude kid like you had like early 90s were crazy right you had kid who had that fucking crazy high oh top yeah fade. He, his high top fade was like four high top fades it stacked on was, top of each other <laughs> it was like an unheard of haircut right? there is a great fucking moment in house party where he wakes up with like a stocking cap like he a little screwed stocking cap yeah. one and yawns and pulls it off and it just keeps coming off dude so funny <laughs> so fucking good uh, there's a couple of f slur bombs dropped in that movie yeah, like seven well, or eight of them yeah, so that's, that's that be prepared for, for that <laughs> but then you also had like fucking like uh uh humpty hump who, oh yeah Digital that guy was just like i'm gonna wear a fake nose and fuck it <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna i'm gonna wear groucho marks glasses yeah. and a fake, fake groucho nose dude what a time the Humpty Dance is your chance, chance to do the hump. Fucking uh, Tupac, man. Yeah, Tupac was in Digital Underground for a while. Yeah. Did you, hear, you ever, since we're fucking tangenting for a couple minutes here at the end of the episode, did you ever hear the rumor that's uh, been going around real heavy recently that Tupac's uh, whole gangster thing was just like a full-on persona and he was nothing yeah. like that? Yeah. I believe that. I I kind of believe that. Not that it to, takes he away. Went to, it doesn't take from him at all. But he went to like a yeah. performing arts high school. Yeah, he was like kind of like a rich kid. Like, yeah, yeah. Like not to say he didn't go through any hardship or anything. Right. But like there are people who talk about the fact that his his like whole gangster thing was a persona, and he I wasn't feel like ever that's, really like that. I feel like that's like like a total early nineties like faux pas where now we're just like yeah, yeah like, who gives uh, a fuck of course right like I, don't, like, <laughs> like I don't want any of these like rappers yeah. to have had horrible lives yeah like, I, I, yeah and even with like Millie Vanilli right like who gives a shit did who, you who, know 
I had, do you know the the 70s group Boney M? That yeah, you Rescued? told me this the other day. You know. Yeah, they were fucking the first Millie Vanilli, and it was the same guy who did but Millie they, Vanilli. But they never got caught, Yeah, they right? never got caught, so it was fine. Yeah. I just, I don't, like, now it's like, yeah, like, you mean, like, the Spice Girls? <laughs> like, you well, mean, like, were, anybody like, who uses auto-tune? Yeah. <laughs> like, who cares, well, it's right? like, everybody lip-syncs. They just usually do it to their yeah. own singing. Yeah. And, I mean, that was what uh, TikTok was originally, like, musically, right. and then became TikTok. It was just people lip-syncing, and they got famous for it. Yeah. So. It's, uh, if I was I Millie know. Vanilli, I'd be fucking pissed. Yeah, I I don't I never I never really saw like the the huge controversy with it, but whatever. I mean, also that know. song, blame it on the rain. The song fucking rolls. It's a great song. <laughs> Somebody should have won a Grammy for that song. Yeah. I don't care if it's Millie Millie or whoever. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of the show. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back in another week or two. We'll be back in two weeks. <laughs> We got it. With another episode of M-Class Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm mentally ill. Trick with your boy.